pride and good order will be maintained in our city to the best of our ability. Riots, melees, and disturbances of the peace are against the interest of all our people and therefore cannot be permitted. Interrupt this program to bring you on behalf of the United States government. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Stand by. I'll be right there.
the best of everything STL Beyond FM, starting things off just right with the urge and four letters and two words. Thank you for tuning in, hanging out, giving us a chance. If you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else like that, uh, just a reminder, we do have a 24-hour day internet radio station that plays all St. Louis artists 24 hours a day and it's called Beyond FM 24-7 and it has a free app so just go to your Android or iOS, Apple Store, whatever they they may call it, the whatever the crazy kids call it these days, and uh, download the app and you can take the best of everything STL with you everywhere. You can also join us online at beyondfm24-7.com Now, we have some uh, events coming up that I'd like to mention first before we get to our guest uh, we we had a, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Steve Ewing from the urge today um, and it was amazing and, uh, and and I'm I'm highly honored it was on my bucket list to sit down with him and just you know shoot the shit so we're gonna have that interview coming up here in minutes but first I want to tell you about a, a few things really quick so first of all we have live events coming up and we we're gonna have one basically uh, I want to say we have a live event every month until almost August, but right now we're concentrating on two of them. Uh, the first one being March 25th over <clears throat> over at Miner's Theater. Um, it's uh, in, in Collinsville. It's with Lilani Kilgore and the Manus Brothers and Shades in Blue. Tickets are on sale now on an Eventbrite, and you can get them now. And like I said, it's March 25th, Miner's Theater in Collinsville. Now, on April 7th, we're bringing you a hip-hop show over at Pops, and it's it's the return of Scrub. And if you have if you never heard Scrub and been under the rock in the scene for the past maybe 15 years, uh, a fantastic artist, fantastic hip-hop artist, and so you will enjoy that. And, and along with him, Chili C is going to be spinning the ones and twos. Uh, we're going to have performances from ATG. We're going to have Egan's Rats. We're going to have Smiley Boy. We're going to have Squires. Um, and I believe he's bringing Nolan with him. And also Comp the Great. And also City FME. Now that's at Pops, April 7th. Tickets are on sale now. And you can go to uh, our Facebook page, which is the best of everything STL, Beyond FM 24-7. And you can uh, get all the information there. Plus, you can have links to buy tickets and all that stuff. So check that out. And uh, thank you once again for tuning in. We will be right back. And we will be talking to Steve Ewing right here on Beyond FM.
got some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. Beyond FM.
It is the best of everything STL Beyond FM. And uh, thanks for tuning in and hanging out. Uh, and as promised today, uh, we are. Uh, you can hear the music in the background a little bit, a little ambiance for us as we, we hang out at Steve's Hot Dogs and, and hanging out with Steve. And I want to, first I want to start off with backtracking a little bit for you. <clears throat> so back in the day, and, and this is probably have to be, you know, mid-90s, whatever. I, I was, a lot of my friends were metalheads, you know, yeah. and, and and I remember, and I was always like, I had a sweet spot for all those fusion bands like Jane's Addiction and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Faith No More and mm-hmm. and all of them. And I, I think I was at a party one time and I, probably how a lot of people were introduced to the urge back then was at a party and someone popped in a tape and they're like, what is this? You know, it's not, you know, <laughs> it was, it, it wasn't metal. It wasn't punk. It wasn't rock, but it was all of it combined, you know, and it was right. like in the horn section and you're just like, Ooh, that sounds so sweet. You know, <laughs> I was like, what is this? And you know, they're like, Oh, this is, you know, this is St. Louis band. This is the urge. And you're like, okay, cool. So, wow. And people, people always know when I'm in the middle interview, cause they, they call. And they text and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, you the, must be interviewing. Yeah. yeah. On the way here, I'm like, everyone's texting me like, "Hey, man, good luck on that interview, and you know, have a good time, and blah blah blah." I'm like, cool. Anyway, so um, I want to I want to backtrack to one of my my favorite shows, and I, and I want to, and I, I think you can I think you can remember this. Um, it was probably '96 ish, probably, and it was Rolla, Missouri. St. Patrick's Day weekend. Oh yeah! And you and Fragile Porcelain Mice played yep. in the gymnasium in the I University of Rolla. That was kind of my introduction to seeing you guys live, and it was just amazing. That was a I was crazy like, wow. night. <laughs> was nuts because yeah. I think the uh, I think there was at least three to four hundred people there at least, and yeah. it was a gymnasium, so there wasn't there was too much room for people to run around in. And there so was it was no like, security. Was, there, was, there was no security. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that night, there was I think there was like ten people that ended up in the ER, including one of the guys in my own band. Oh wow! It was just so crazy, but there was no security. There was no. There was nothing, so people just went ape, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people got messed up that night. Yeah, and plus they like, they had already been drinking from the parade and everything yeah, that yeah. day too, because that was yeah. I mean that was a wonderful like full full filled day, fun filled day of of parade and, and music and St. Pat's, and like, you know, yeah. Rolla style. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that was amazing. Um, let's start a little bit about just. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people have heard the stories and, and things like that, but just tell me about how, how the urge came about a little bit. We all, um, we all ended, really started from the same high school, from Webster Groves. Um, I joined the band after the band had been together for a couple years. They had a couple singers, and um, they were a little bit older, a couple years older than I was. We all went to the same school, so I would walk past them practicing every day to go home from school. And like, man, that sounds really cool. And I'd heard of the band, you know, and so a friend of mine, her brother was the drummer. He's like, man, my brother, they, they have a band, man. They need a singer. And like, they're called The Urge. I'm like, all right, cool. So I went by there and started singing. We kind of auditioned, like, sort of. You know, you don't really audition when you're in high school and yeah. teenagers. You're like, come on, man, jam with us. So, hey, man, yeah. we're the band. Come on over. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we did that. And then, I, you know, I was in the band like that. So that was 80, 1987. Gotcha. And, and, was, what, and what were you listening to at the time? Because I know it was uh, they were probably a little more 
I mean, did they have the horn section and everything else at that time? Mm-mm, we did not have horns at that. It was just a four-piece band. So the, I, what we were listening to, all of us were kind of listening to, like, the English beat. Mm-hmm. We were listening to the specials. All of us were huge into the police and U2. Like, probably the police and U2 were probably our biggest influences at that time. Um, and you could, if you get a chance to listen to any of that old Urge music from, like, the 80s, mm-hmm. it sounds like U2 a lot. So um, that was a big influence on us, and then we started really getting into like the like us that second wave of ska, which was the, like the beat mm-hmm. specials, and then you know, and then there was like the selector, and then then we started getting into bad brains. We started getting into that that oh, hardcore yeah. bad brains and stuff like that. The Chili Peppers came out, Fishbone came out, and then all of this stuff started mashing together. So that's where we started getting all our influences from. But before that, earlier before the urge. I was into stuff like Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was like my favorite band. And that was kind of drove me into wanting to have horns and all that was Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was a huge band, a huge horn section, all that kind of stuff. So One of my, one of my good questions that I, I, steal, I stole from my friend Brooke that, that I like to use all the time, especially to break the ice a little bit. And I think all of us, especially uh, uh, people that really, really love music and they, and they make it part of their lives for the rest of their lives, um, are mainly influenced by what their parents listened to at first. Oh, do, you remember what, do you remember what your parents listened to? Yeah, so my mom was listening to everything that was funk at the time. So Ohio Players, uh, some of the later James Brown stuff. Oh, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire was in there. Sly and the Family Stone. And then it was, it was pop on the other end of it, too. Like, you know, coming out of the 60s, it was like, you know, um, Diana Ross, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So... Yeah, so that, my dad was listening to jazz. He listened to jazz pretty much only. So I listened to that. It didn't become that much of an influence on what, on what I was doing. I wanted to do mostly like funk or rock. You yeah, know I mean? but I mean, so, I, I know, I mean, at the beginning, I mean, you're forced to listen to it, you know, oh, yeah. as a kid, you're in yes. the car. You know, like my dad listened to like AM radio and stuff. I'm yes. like, Jesus, dad, come yes. on, you know, I'm like, but. Later on in life, now that I think about it, listening to all that AM, it, it helped me a little bit with my interviewing process and, and things like that, where it's like, okay, I, yeah, I, I do remember how to do all this, you yep. know? So, yep. yeah. You're right, though. I, my, dad, my dad listened to some stuff in the truck that I was not that into. <laughs> <laughs> but I listened to it. Yeah, like my mom. Like, luckily, I had a, a brother that was ten years older than me, and he played drums, and he like l- listened to, like Van Halen, Oriole Speedwagon, all that right. stuff. But my mom, like, she loved Don Ho and Kenny Rogers and Neil Diamond yeah. and things like that. I'm like, yep. I'm glad I didn't really pick up too much on that, you know. Yep. But I remember it happening, yep. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so one thing, that, since we brought up uh, uh, the uh, Rollis show, and I usually like to ask this deep into the, in, into the conversation, but um, I want to bring it up now. Just that is so memorable, memorable to me. What was your favorite moment, at least either performing solo or the urge stuff? Oh man, I, I, I would say probably. It definitely urge and one of my one of my favorite moments stage wise was when we played um, Red Rocks for the first time oh, so, and that was something you know like I said we were huge U2 was a huge influence so mm-hmm. seeing that U2 live at the Red Rocks video you know that came out like yeah it was like 83 or something like that yeah so, man that'd be cool to play that play that place and it didn't even sink in 
until after I'm like man we just played Red Rocks this is cool like this is like one of the coolest things ever so yeah because I mean now it's almost you know a, a staple for you to, uh, to play Red Rocks I mean mm-hmm. once you get to that level and, yeah. and, and make some sort of video out of that you that you've played Red Rocks mm-hmm. at least once you yeah. know yeah definitely um let me let's talk about a little bit about Steve's hot dogs and how that started and came about. I mean, were you like a, a huge hot dog fan when when you were younger or anything like that, or was just yeah? So street food was my thing. So being on the road all the time, hitting street food was my thing. Is all time all the time you go down south, especially New Orleans, there was hot dog guys all the time out late. So in college towns, there's always somebody with a cart someplace late night. So that was my thing, and when I came back to St. Louis, I was in L.A. for a while, came back to St. Louis, I started playing a lot. Like, me and my guitar player were doing, like, 150, 200 shows a year. So, and every time we'd come out of a bar, bars would just let out here in the St. Louis area and no food. Exactly. So you'd either go to, like, you know, Waffle House or something, but you, there was no food on the street. So I'm like, man, wouldn't it be cool if, it's like, we put some food on the street here in St. Louis or St. Louis County? So I bought a hot dog cart with the idea that I would try that out like part-time just to see how that goes, just fill a gap. And I quickly realized that, you know, I can't do play music and do that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So we started, I started just doing lunch. So it became my other side project, just, mm-hmm. uh, just selling food at lunch. And I did that for a couple years um, in a cool spot down by the Procter & Gamble uh, factory. Mm-hmm. It's down there for a couple seasons and then... Really decided to get serious about it, so I found a brick and mortar on the hill. Gotcha. It was a little small place. I'm like, man, this is perfect size. The investment isn't too huge, so we moved in there. And got, within two years, we were packed. Every every weekend was packed in there. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, we we have noticed, uh, and I'm not sure how much you have noticed uh, post COVID now, naturally, and having all the uh, uh, employee issues and things mm-hmm. like that, but. You know, we went out to, uh, and I go to a lot of shows, but we went out one night, and it was it was kind of sad, but, um, after, you know, after show, you want to go get something to eat, man. Yeah. Nothing. There's no food. Nothing. Yeah. And, unless you find a certain spot, maybe there's a jack-in-the-box open or something that, that yep. that's obscure now that, that you can find open. Even, I mean, and the scary thing was, even Courtesy Diner was closed. Yeah. And I, we were like, are you kidding me? And, like, and, and, and you know, the pandemic did that because... Yeah. It was so much uncertainty, you know, so you didn't, even if you had, you know, some food that you could do at night, like how many people are coming out tonight? You know what I mean? Like yeah. the bar's been closed for so long. So I think it'll kind of start to come back around as people are getting back out again. But right now it's, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it does. Cause yeah. <laughs> usually you're never, you're ever everybody's starving after they right. get out of a show yes. or, or whatever. You yes. Know? You it's are like, always hungry. Yeah. You've been drinking, you've been doing your thing, whatever. And you want something to eat. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We'll be right back more with Steve Ewing here in just a few minutes right here on Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. You're goddamn right. Beyond FM. Sitting at the edge of the bed. One million thoughts. As I reflect Tease me just a little I'm not hard to persuade Fully aware for this That I might face Not too much that can be said Thinking 
the best of everything STL Beyond FM. And uh, hanging out at Steve's Hot Dogs, hanging out with Steve Ewing, and, and uh, just talking, shooting the shit, or whatever you want to say. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to bring up, since you, you, I mean, you are a veteran of the St. Louis music scene, and, and you, you do still support it very nicely, and, and we all appreciate that very much. Um, <clears throat> one thing I want to bring up and just... Uh, you know, and I and I think I know the answer, but I want I want to get your kind of answer too. All right. Um, what is the difference between the St. Louis music scene from the past, whenever you were starting up, to now? What you see? Uh, well, we have more venues now. So think about it. Like back in the '80s and '90s, we had Kennedy's, Blueberry Hill, Mississippi Nights, and a couple other places scattered in there, uh, and we had. A media system that was locked into all those venues. So if you got to the point where you were playing at Kennedy's, the whole city knew about it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was easier to get the word out once you actually did get to that point where you were playing in bars. So it's different now because everybody promotes you know through social media or through electronic media. Um, so it's it's a little to me it seems like it's a little harder to actually get the word out as an up and comer. Um, it's easier on one hand that you can post stuff, whatever, but actually getting it seen yeah. um, is different, you know. So I, I think we came up in a cool time where you could actually go out with flyers, hand them out, and it meant a lot. It meant a whole lot. Definitely. I think my answer is well, one, at least um, one in the, in the, we'll say the mid 90s. Um, number one, we, we had clubs, but they were. There was a lot smaller clubs where younger bands could possibly get in if if the bigger bands weren't weren't available. Right. Um, to where now there's bigger venues and yes, smaller bands can get in, but they can't. It being like the the venue capacity is too big for some of these bands, sure, and there's yeah. not enough like medium sized venues. Say we'll say two three hundred right. instead of now they're five to a thousand. You know yeah. and. And understandably, that those venues don't want to book bands that only can can draw two hundred, yeah, because they want to you know make their up, make yeah. their money, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and also, I think, uh, and you, you got to love them. At the time, the point was very, very, uh, very, very tied into the the local scene with mm-hmm. the Point Essentials and things like that. Unfortunately, uh, COVID kind of kibosh the local show there and things like that, which yeah. for me is a kind of a good thing because that's what I kind of do. But yeah. uh, it's it's sad to see overall for the, for the scene to not have that yeah. point because I, I remember even when we were starting and I'm like, I'm playing your tunes, but it's a little more exciting to get played on FM for some reason. Yeah. And, and it's like a... It's a little bit easier to play through me than it is mm-hmm. to play on the FM, but yeah, it's different. I mean, there was there was a couple of cats who were also really dedicated and plugged in to what, what the punk bands were doing, things like that. You know, we had STL Punk, which is a website mm-hmm. that went away, but that was a great place for people to go to and find out where to go see little small shows. Um, I don't know. I think we're we're starting to see a shift now where bands are going back to doing house parties i have noticed that because i uh, and that's great that's, that's there's one places the like the pink pit and there's yeah. uh, wolf pussy that that uh, the center reds put on and, yeah. and things like that where they host touring bands that come through and, yeah. and you know it's like a five dollar cover just yeah. to help them you know get gas money or whatever baby and it's yep. it's fantastic it's awesome there's not i mean we did that before we get because we were a punk band 
doing ska and stuff like that. So we, we didn't, and this was coming out of the 80s, so everybody was still metal. Mm-hmm. It was still like glam metal. So like all the bars had those bands in it, and we, were, we were not that. So we couldn't get bar gigs. So we played tons of house parties. It was like, I'd rather play a house party or we'd <laughs> get somebody whose parents could rent a VFW hall or something. Yeah. And just get all our friends to go to there. I, I, I have done that with my band a couple of times running out of VFW halls. Packed, man! Yeah, all yeah. your people in there, man. That was fun as hell. So people are starting to figure that you know that we can find places to play, especially if we have friends and fans. Um, it's all about just getting them out, and you know, if you're playing at a bar, the idea is that you're helping the bar make money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So play a house party. That's your money. Yeah, and it's your rules. Yeah, you know, exactly. And you can start and stop whenever you want. I mean, if you That's want to take correct. the chance of, you know. Pissing I mean, people off. But you know. I do miss the day, and I, and I think you remember the days of even whenever, uh, you know, uh, the larger venues, even like Keel Auditorium or whatever, where bands would play till 1 o'clock in the morning if they oh, wanted yeah. to sometimes. And yeah. now it's like 11 o'clock, man. We're, we're done. Everybody's out. We're not yeah. getting in trouble, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That and they look at how much they're selling alcohol wise, and they go, "Okay, we're not really selling much liquor after eleven, so let's just quit." And yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Um, so you do have some new stuff going on. We want to talk about that because it yeah. is, is exciting, and it and and one thing I'll, I'll say this to you, and, and I and I'm pretty proud, and I'm happy just to see that because you were one of the establishment that that did survive through COVID, even though I know you it was a rough spot, but you mm-hmm. you made it through it. So let's talk about some of the new stuff you got going on. Cool. So Steve's Hot Dogs is opening a location in the new uh, St. Louis City uh, Stadium. Mm-hmm. STL, what do they call it? City Park. Yeah, I think so. They've yeah. changed yep. names a couple times, but it's called City Park now, so we'll be in the new stadium. And then we have a new development coming, hopefully by the end of this year, um, with Fountain on Locust and Alpha Brewing. Beautiful. So it'll be the three of us in one new location, new new construction on Del Mar. And that location will be like right between Union and Kings Highway. That's kind of that stretch in between there. Yeah, is that like, uh, was the, like, say you were coming... I'm thinking of directions here. So, say Old Cicero's end to the pageant end. Is it further past the pageant that it's, way? It's east, yep. Okay. So, it's technically, it's not in the loop. It's past, it's east of the loop. Gotcha. So, once you pass, like, you know, Devolver, mm-hmm. you're not in the loop anymore. Like, the loop is where the where the trolley goes. So, once you go east of that, you're in Central West End, actually. That's what they call okay, it. Gotcha. So, but this area is the, it's going to be called the Maker's locale or maker's district so it'll be a number of businesses based on creating things so like we have made over there with um, uh, a couple other things like uh, craft alliance is there so the the third degree glass factory is there so it's about making and constructing things and art so and there'll be food in there like us and then there's a kitchen sink and a few other places but that whole area mm-hmm. is going to be redeveloped it's going to be all about construction making stuff that sounds exciting. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to sit, see you growing. I mean, especially at some really cool spots. It's not like you just like, oh, I got another street corner place. You know, it's like something right. huge, you know. Yeah, so it, we, we're, we're, we're waiting for the right opportunities to grow. In other words, so like, okay, we can do it, but is it the right thing? Or is it the right place to go? Or are we working with the right people? And so this one, this is a great group of developers. Um we know a lot of them from our kids going to school together. So, um, so this is this was a good opportunity. I think. That is awesome. Yeah, 
Are you going to have exactly the same menus? Or are you going to have something special for maybe the soccer stadium or, or things like that? So for the soccer stadium, we'll have a way smaller menu because... You can it's just easier so to turn much. out when you're that slammed. Yeah, when <laughs> yeah. it's going that fast. Yeah. yeah. So we're ex- we're expected to feed, you know, up to two to three thousand people within you know a very short window because you only get fifteen minutes for halftime. Yeah. So people will come and eat you know throughout the game, but the majority of it's going to be at halftime. It's either going to be that before or halftime. That's here correct. In yeah. So so yeah, we'll have. Four of our dogs out on at the stadium. We'll have the bacon, bacon, Jamaican, the St. Louis style dog, the Chicago dog, and we will have a veggie dog. So we'll have those four, and then we'll have French fries and cookies and that kind of stuff. And so we'll have, we'll have a good good coverage, you know. Nice. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm a, I, I'm excited. Hopefully that you know. That, that soccer team is going to be really successful. I we'll hope. see. Uh, well, yeah, man, this first year, you know, oh, yeah. if you can get to 500, I'd be happy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think the city's really going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. All right, let's take five. We'll come back and we'll talk more with Steve Ewing here right on Beyond FM. Beyond FM. Come on now. Say it right. Okay. Uh, Say it with they... pleasure. Listen, love, promote. <laughs> Hey, 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 maybe time 
Beyond FM. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis. The Beyond FM. The best of everything STL. It's the best of everything STL Beyond FM, and it is a, a, a wonderful Thursday in here in, in, in February in St. Louis, and uh, not too shabby uh, yeah, weather-wise and stuff. And uh, so, a beautiful day here on South Grand, hanging out at Steve's Hot Dogs and and things like that. So, let's uh, talk a little bit. Uh, we did talk about the future of, of Steve's Hot Dogs and, and things that are coming up. Anything future-wise for the urge? Yep, definitely. So we have a couple singles we're working on right now, trying to finish up. In fact, I'm heading in the studio today. Um, we're trying to finish up some music for the urge, and then get that out by summer or fall, and uh, and definitely have. And some- are you going to do like uh, what everybody else is kind of doing now? With what the trending is, is just do singles and and just release those, and not maybe a full album later on or something like that. Yeah, for us right now, with all of our lives, it's easier just to concentrate on two or three songs at a time. Yeah, um, making a full record in in the past, our way of doing it was was 
to go and spend weeks and months on making the record, and we just don't have Ain't that. got time for that. We got time for that. <laughs> no. So if we can concentrate on making a couple singles or, you know, a couple, two or three songs and release some stuff that we haven't, you know, finished yet, there's a ton of stuff we haven't finished. So if we can just work on finishing those things, um, that's that's where we can go. You know, so we can release some new music by the summertime and radio station can have something to play and that'd be nice. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Um, uh, maybe too early, but still uh, Thanksgiving show again this year, do you think? Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tradition. <laughs> it's 20-something years, almost 30 years. Yeah, I think I've that. been to... Ten of them, yeah. probably at least. Yeah. You know, Mississippi Knights and you know pageant and pageant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're going to definitely do that again. The, the question is, this year, last year we did the show and it sold out like really, really fast. Yeah, that was hot case, yeah. So we're thinking maybe we should add a second show. We, we used to do two or three shows, so we, I think we might add a second one. Just trying to do something maybe different with it. So the, it's really about who's playing with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who's interesting? Can we get to play with us? You know so. Well, I'll I'll, th- I'll send some ideas your way. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Let's mix it up a little yeah, bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, yes, we. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Fragile Porcelain Mice is my favorite band in the world, but yeah. I, I would still love to to mix it up for you a little bit and send you some stuff. And you know, well, like Fragile will always be a part of oh, what yeah. we do. Like yeah. always, yeah. They're such great guys. They're super sweet. Like, I think probably out of all those Thanksgiving shows, they've probably played probably seventy five percent of them. Yeah. With us, so like a lot, yeah. And I do hear through the grapevine that they are going to do some shows this year. Oh, they're going to play. Yes, they're going to play. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, what else did I have? Oh man, now I just forgot about it because oh. <laughs> I got distracted by fragile force on my. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let you get out of here, man, and 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 get with your day, and and I. Seriously honored to just sit here and, and just chat for a few minutes and just talk about things and get caught up. And anytime you got anything going on, whether it's these hot dogs or, or the urge or anything like that, and, and you want to reach out and we'll sit down and we'll do it again, definitely. And I, I'd, I'd be honored to. So that's so. when we get this new music out, man. I'll come holler at you definitely. Oh, yes. I would love that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love if we could debut it for everybody. That would sweet, be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. And uh, once again, man, uh, Everybody come down to Steve's Hot Dogs. Don't forget about, you know, them being in the soccer stadium and, and keep an eye on the new project on the loop and things like that. And, and but proud, proud to see that you're, you're hanging in there and you, you made it through COVID and all that stuff. It was, so. it was tough, but we got through. <laughs> Thank you, man. All right. I appreciate it. Well, it. We're going to get out of here and uh, we'll leave you with some more urge, of course. And uh, as we celebrate the urge today and, and Steve Ewing and Steve's Hot Dogs. And, and uh, we'll uh, see you next time here on Beyond FM. Later. I had to stop drinking alcohol because I used to wake up nude and hood in my car with my keys in my ass. Beyond FM. No, you have that double vodka. I'll be over in the corner taking the cat.
coming to the earth on cassette. They want us to play, but we said not yet. Never start singing when a mouth is dry. Never stop playing till we're liquefied. Never let up till the keg is dry. When I talk, I never say goodbye. The dudes got mad and the girls start crying. The body's dying! Yeah! We're going to the liquor store! Oh! We're going to the liquor store! We're going to the liquor store! With the party wants his money back. He was hurt from a window on the fan. All you get is smoke and a pile of empty cans. When your party's over, that's when hours begin. Steal all your girlies that make I get away. Yay, first things first, babe. Open your purse. Your kids no stick to your points the third. Go inside and get my pickle. Go inside and get my pickle. We're going to the liquor store. Come on. We're going to the liquor store. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? We're going to the liquor store. And don't forget to pop that cup. Beyond the film. I have a fetish for women's clothes. I like to wear, you know. What? Tell me. You like to wear what? Panties. I said it all, but letting you know I can afford a mini piece. Similar to crew so freely. You can say I'm getting kind of gritty, but so what? I'm supplying the need. Some MCs go for therapy. I better give my main to the other cause they suck incredibly. Visual styles only last a little while. They never hold a can of tuna's TV profile. Rolling this lip and mold the dick. I'm the more than the kids because I kid with a mic check. I'm the one with the H on his back. I fill up the place with the brown select. It's getting hectic. Getting crazy. It's getting hectic. Getting wild. Getting hectic. Getting crazy. It's getting hectic. Getting wild. As my word shift gear in the flat Putting cats in the sash and nothing funny money Where to guess how we see by those who are blessed Me, I got a treasure chest My army's protected at all times You try to punch, you'll be more than a small fine I don't brag about the stuff I get Cause if you wrote correctly, the models are duplicate Give it off with the lip, not a couple to zip I tell them make up son, get to the set People the suckers who are faking Get loose on the mic and then what? Getting hectic, getting crazy, it's getting hectic Getting wild, getting hectic To the point of attack, cause the track feels good to me And I intend to break it out of your restraint You can interest in my rhymes like a city bank Thanks to the brand new heavies and everyone Who can dig the movement of the guru smooth and proofing That I'm the relevant elephant one Suckers getting with us like the all my sons Remembering rap from the days I was older than That I was a fanny man and sent to my pen Listen at once with the fame and claiming it hard Cause they might disregard Cause they ain't all cracked up to what they should be Some of the wannabes, some of the wimpies I'm getting back for the crap they project They put it on 